Welcome back to the End Times Countdown. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode. And we are going to jump right back into this, this series of podcasts where we're talking about aliens and the significance of aliens and just what's happening right now. So in the 1990s, I remember being a young fella and all of a sudden this weirdo phenomenon of crop circles showed up, right? And everybody, the whole world was on fire about crop circles and, and alien visitors. Great big heated, feverish interest in aliens and all of this be, began to happen in the 1990s. Later on, of course, uh, a couple guys came out and several others after that and said that they were actually responsible for doing these and they showed them how they were doing it and so on and so forth. But I think it's interesting that we now are having this kind of feverish, again, uptick, if you will, of alien existence, extraterrestrial. Like, we've even changed the language of it now to where it's not aliens and UFOs and woo, right, all this kind of thing. But now we're actually <laughs> turning this into scientific things now. We have very credible scientists and very credible astronomers and so forth, and they're actually changing the language to remove the stigma away from something that they ha are actually experiencing and seeing, and they believe in what they're seeing, and they believe in a lot of the things that's happening out there. I, uh, I believe that this uptick is happening because of the, the time, the season, the era that we live in. Uh, it's funny, I just saw it post and uh, about end times and so forth, and there's a comment right underneath it, and it said, oh my gosh, I hope these crazy end timers don't get a hold of this, yada, yada, yada. And I just kind of laughed, and I said, well, you know, they probably wouldn't get on to this and, and take off with this if we weren't actually living in the end times right now, and you can see it and prove it in so many different ways. To me, I believe that this idea of extraterrestrials, of UAPs, we call them aliens and UFOs, I believe that there is such an uptick in this right now because it is absolutely end times related. And I totally want to get into this and prove this stuff. So I don't want to come on here and put my little tin hat on and just talk outside of my head. I want to use this Bible. I want to use the scriptures, and I want to tell I want to tell you guys what's actually happening out there, what's being said out there, what's being seen out there, and take this and qualify this where the Bible itself is concerned, and a lot of things that people are seeing, I believe, is actually a manifestation of spiritual reality. So you might ask me, Matt, do you believe in aliens? Do you believe in extraterrestrials? Do you believe there are people that are living somewhere on Mars or the dark side of Jupiter or, or so on and so forth? And I'll be honest with you, at this moment in my life, I don't believe in extraterrestrial life forms. I don't believe, personally, this is just me, I don't believe that there is life out there. Otherwise, I fully believe that we would have been told that somewhere it would have been um, revealed within the Scriptures. I believe that the Bible would have said, yes, there is a group of people <laughs> somewhere, <laughs> you know, out there in on Venus somewhere, you know, on Mount Kukulu or whatever, and Venus, and yes, there is a real people, and we would see these come and visit the earth and the planet and so on. I, I fully believe that. What I believe is exactly what the Scripture says, and this is just me again. I believe Genesis to Revelation. I believe that Genesis, that God created a, a planet, a terrarium, if you will, 
And then he did all these other things that put all this in order so that it would be self-living, self-organic, right? So that the universe and the stars and the moon and the gravity and the, the sun and its radiation and its light and all the things working perfectly together, he did all of that so that he could make human beings, he calls them in the scriptures man, Adam, so he could make people and put them in this terrarium and have a willful species of creation that he made who will willfully choose to love him, to know him, and to be like him. So do I believe in aliens as far as what this, this world's interpretation of aliens are? Personally, I do not. But I will tell you this, I absolutely believe in spiritual realities. And what's funny is, is just the same as now there are congressional hearings, ladies and gentlemen, this is the 12th of January, 2024. There are congressional hearings that are happening right now in our federal government that are meant to loosen the stigma attached to commercial pilots and to uh, private pilots from reporting UAPs and UFOs to the United States Air Force. So I apparently before, if you're a commercial pilot and you go in and you tell your manager, hey, we just encountered something crazy up there, don't know what it was, what it is, yada, yada, the, uh, you'd probably lose your job or they would put you uh, on some medication or, or give you a psychological evaluation or whatever. But just as today, they're trying to loosen up the stigma from UAPs, the idea of extraterrestrials, the idea of, of what we called aliens and UFOs, they're trying to reduce the stigma. In other words, what, they, what am I saying? They're trying to normalize the idea of the reality of extraterrestrial life. I think that's very, very important, the language that's being brought out and being used. And we're going to touch on that in just a second. In this podcast, I want to show you some things and reveal some things maybe about just exactly what is this that we're seeing. What is it that people are reporting that they see out there? There are several Navy camera angles and several uh, Navy witnessings where they see UAPs, as it were, UFOs, as we call them, screaming through the air, and they are able to just turn on a dime, just turn 90 degrees on a level that we have absolutely no equipment. We have no technology to be able to do those things, especially at the speed they appear to be going. You can go online. You can watch those all day long. Um, there are pictures. There are there are there's so many things out there of people that they have seen, believe they've seen, um, and so on. But what I'd like to do on this podcast is bring some type of grounding to exactly what people are seeing. And so just like the, the world is trying to ease the stigma of what people are seeing, I believe what, what needs to happen, and that's what I try to do on this podcast, is to relieve the stigma that is associated with, that's connected with people that have very real spiritual experiences. And I know many of you out there listening have actually emailed me, you've, you've uh, messaged me many of these dreams, many of these things, and it's, the accuracy is, is shocking. I mean, it's amazing, the accuracy of some of the things you all have sent me. But the thing is, most of you have said, if I were to say this to anybody, they'd think I was nuts. 
And that's interesting because that's how people who are actually having these experiences out there in the world, they're saying the same thing. If I report I saw a UFO, people would think I'm nuts. So the way that the world is trying to release, relieve some of the stigma attached to actual encounters that we don't know what this is, that's what needs to happen, folks out there. That's what needs to happen with, with us who are spiritual people who are actually experiencing things, having dreams, having open visions, having experiences with the spiritual realm. That stigma needs to be removed. So let me start it off like this. The government actually categorizes uh, witnesses and, and UAP sightings in this way, and it's really cool. You can actually go and look up Project Blue Book. That was in power. It was going on from the 40s, 50s, on into the 60s. I think it finally came to an end in the early part of 1970, and it was actually an investigation by the United States Air Force, uh, through our federal government, into UAP sightings, UFO sightings, and uh, they gathered all of this information and evidence and testimonies from all the people who had seen things or experienced things, and they categorized all these things. It's, it's a very interesting read. But they categorized it into three different groups. One of those was, <laughs> and they're so nice about it, frailty of mind was one. So in other words, they looked at this group of people and said, these people are clearly unstable. <laughs> you know, um, they're, they're nuts. Without saying it, they're like, they're, they're, they're just not altogether there. So they're seeing things, right? And we'll touch on this in a minute. The second group that they categorize are people who are making it up. It's actual shams, it's hoaxes, they're actually doing it, and then they come back later and admit to it. You know, one of them was a really, really popular picture of a, of a UFO over in Arizona, I believe. Well, it turns out after he sold this picture for money to a local newspaper, it turns out that it was actually a hubcap off of like a 1940s old car with the, with the big... Uh, hubcap um, that sticks out from the wheel. Anyway, it got crushed somehow, and he got ticked off about it, and he said, hey, let's do this. This will be funny. Threw it in the air. We took a picture of it, and guess what? We have a flying UFO. They also had explainable phenomenon. So, in other words, balloons, flying balloons that, are, that were set up from New York, from New Jersey, from the different places and different airports, and they just were scooting through the air, and they were the size, and they were the speed, and they were in the trajectory. So people are taking pictures of these things and going, oh my gosh, what is that? You know, because it is a weird shape. It is going pretty quick. Um, if you ever watched a balloon up in the air, that sucker can just go every which way whenever it wants to <laughs> because it's, it's just so light and it's subject to the winds and the changes and so on. So these were explainable phenomenon that people were taking pictures of and, and so on. It wasn't actual like physical encounters with a being or with a thing or whatever. These are pictures from miles away that are, it's just something floating in the air that we don't know what this is and it's freaky, right? Um, as human beings, and especially people that are that are out there that are that are more secular minded, more um, the scripture calls carnal minded, which just means more in tune with the natural, the senses, and fear. Um, you know, it's natural to look at something and gasp and go, "Oh my goodness, what is that? I've never seen anything like that in my life." You know, um, 
that was the second category. The third category was actual unexplainable phenomenon. And they were very careful when they put that in there because they, they expressly said, now we're not talking about alien spacecraft. We're talking about things in the sky that were just unexplainable. We don't know what it was. It was, you know, it was a legitimate photograph. It was a legitimate experience, and there was nothing in that trajectory. There's nothing that we know of that should have been doing that. We just don't know what it was, right? So it could have been an asteroid, could have been a meteor, could have been a comet, could have been who knows what. Now, with all of that being said, we also need to realize that we have got governments and government systems and military programs that are absolutely 100% unknown to you and to me. We have no idea the inventions and the capabilities of the technology that, that nations and militaries actually have and understand. So if we'd ever do a really good study and look into the Nazi regime, that program, and their level of technology, ladies and gentlemen, they discover the atom bomb. They, they learned how to, to do uh, atomic fusion and fission and how to use that for destructive purposes, man, decades before we ever thought about it. Um, they learned how to build jet engines way before we ever thought about it. There is a phenomenon. There is a machine that they built that, of course, they can't find it anymore, obviously, of course, but they found where they believe would be a testing facility for this, this machine that they built that they simply called the Bell. Now, that's a uh, loose translation from German, but it was in a bell shape, and they by all information, they, they say that this was an anti-gravity type machine. So these guys were, were building and doing things on a secret classified level that, that even Germans didn't know about, that none of the world knew that they were doing. And they were having phenomenal success with it. And I want to come back and touch on that, too. There's so much I need to come back and, <laughs> and kind of bring back up in this uh, podcast as I'm putting it out here. I'm just putting it out here right now so we, can, so we can unpack this later. So let's bookmark that, and we'll come back to that, too. So with all that being said, what, what kind of technology, what kind of phenomenon does our government have? Right, we have absolutely no idea. So right now we know that we have uh, a release of AI, of artificial intelligence, that's actually putting the efficiency of robots and artificial intelligence equal to that of you and I. So this isn't just corny, danger, Will Robinson, danger, right? This, this, is, this is actual legit things that are happening. And technology is coming to a place where, I mean, where machines and robots and artificial intelligence and programs can actually be as efficient as the human mind. So, so what do we think is actually the advanced stuff, right? So you remember school, right? So you had, you had remedial stuff. <laughs> you had normal people that went to normal classes. You had honors classes that were this. But then you had the gifted and talented programs, right? That's what it was when I was going to school. What I'm talking about is governmental gifted and talented stuff. I'm talking about things that, that would probably amaze us. So 
when I look at these things, I look at these things probably in the same way and categorize it in the same way, except my categories are just a little bit different. I would say that there are some who have the frailty of mind. But what's really interesting about that is a lot of people that are considered crazy or considered frail of mind or just plain nuts, a lot of these people could actually be possessed or oppressed by very real spiritual forces, and the things that they're seeing could be very real spiritual realities and not necessarily extraterrestrial realities. So I categorize number one as this, as the frail of mind and those out there, what would that mean? That would mean those who would be oppressed, those who would be possessed, those that would have a, a clear link, a clear avenue, a path, access to see very real demonic spiritual realities. Of course, my second category then would be, yes, people that just make it up. Money talks and hoaxes walks, I, I guess I could say. <laughs> You know, there's a lot of people that just, for whatever reason, they just want to mess around. Like, the, again, the crop circle guys, they, they've they come out and said, yeah, we've done about 200 of these things since the late 60s and so on. And so they took credit for this, and it's a big hoax, and they made a lot of money off of it, right? Um, there's a lot of people for a lot of different reasons that would, that would do this. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I believe there's a lot of people out here who are hoaxing things in an effort— whether whether on purpose or just vicariously, they're doing it on, a, on purpose in order to normalize a lot of things, in order to make light of it, to remove the fear of it, to remove the shock of it. What about this? To remove the reality of it, to normalize it and to, oh, yeah, okay, right, that's, that's those alien people, okay. Do you realize that there are, there's a world out there that says, oh, okay, that's those Christian people out there, those, ooh, right? And this is the same thing that's happening with this right here. If, if, let me just put it this way. If I were the devil, and I am not, thank God, but if I were or, or a type like that, the one thing I would do is I would try to, to debunk spiritual reality. I would do everything in my power to make sure that people debunked and stayed completely in a carnal, natural, sense-driven place so that I could move in the realm that I was confined to, and that's the spirit realm, without them realizing or even knowing that I was there and I was the one that was behind all these things. You know, um, make fun of make fun of people that have uh, spiritual uh, experiences in churches. Make fun of people that get over into a place of of worshiping a very real God in the spirit and start just acting in a in a supernatural or uh, or not ordinary fashion. So the second category to me is people that are obviously hoaxing. Uh, a lot of these UFO sightings and aliens and all the things, and they're doing it knowingly or not, they're doing it on purpose to pull attention and to draw away uh, attention from uh, spiritual realities. Because at some, at some place, at some time, folks, if I'm right about this, at some time, 
somebody is actually going to have a very real spiritual experience, and those who know and understand are going to be able to look at that and go, oh, wow, wait a minute. This isn't, this isn't little blue people from Venus. This is very real spiritual things that are happening. This is a demonic working. Um, later on in these podcasts, I'm going to share with you a book that a man wrote, and it is, it is phenomenal because of what he saw and who he was and what he did for a living that actually gained access into a very real supernatural experience. But for this third category, for me, is spiritual realities. It's not uh, extraterrestrial realities or experiences. It's very much very real spiritual realities. This is people actually coming into contact with spiritual beings, whether you want to call them angels, whether you want to call them demons, whether you want to call them whatever you want to call them, whatever's in between all that. I believe that there are people that are having very, very real spirit being experiences. And to be honest, I think uh, the, the real things that are out there, not the hoaxes, not the um, you know top secret government things that we don't even know about, we don't even have a clue about, you know. I mean, think about it. If Nazi Germany had created an anti-gravity device, this thing was called the bell. It looks exactly like what people draw, the saucer shape aircraft. So my point is this is so <laughs> what if in Roswell with the the crash uh, of this space saucer, this UFO, what if it really actually was something created by mankind that was in the shape of a bell because that's how it worked and functioned the best? It was something pulled from Nazi Germany and their technology. What if it actually was something they built and made, and because they didn't know how the thing worked, it crashed in the middle of the desert? You know what I'm saying? Other than these actual either explainable things Again, the people who are of frail mind who might actually, again, you know, you could just mesh this into category three, are having actual real experiences, spiritual experiences. These category three people, they're actually having legit, real spiritual experiences, I believe. And it's not extraterrestrial, it's not alien in its uh, conception. So let me do this. I want to take you to several scriptures here, and, and we're going to look at this, and we're going to look at what I believe people are actually seeing. And I'm going to give you my own personal testimony about some things. No, I haven't seen aliens. <laughs> but I have seen and experienced spiritual realities that are in this world. As many of you have, uh, I would actually love to hear some of your testimony, some of the things that you've encountered that you were I'm not going to use your name. I'm not going to post anything that you do without your, uh, without your absolute consent to do so. But I would love to hear some of the things, some of the, the experiences that you out there have had, because I know that you have. Um, I'll never forget a young man that I worked with. Uh, gosh, it's been almost 30 years ago now. And he came to me, and he knew I was the only believer that was in this entire company, <laughs> which is pretty messed up. But he, but he knew he could come to me, and he, he came real sheepishly. Um, I mean, this is a very serious young man. He wasn't an extrovert or anything like that. He, he wasn't, you know, a people person, as it were. 
And I know it had to take a lot of guts to come over and talk to me. And I thought it was interesting, though, that he came and told me this on his own. But he came to me one, one afternoon, and he, he just said, man, he said, you know, i got to talk to you. And I said, okay, go ahead. And he said, I had a dream last night. And he said, it was the most real, amazing dream I've ever had in my life. And he just looked at me right in my eyes, just as serious as he could. And he said, this was a dream about the rapture of the church. <laughs> I didn't even know the kid went to church much less to have a, an experience like this. And he described things that, that, that you could only pick out of, you know, the Hebrew language and the Greek language in the New Testament about this rapturing event. And we both just stood there just shocked, you know, in the Spirit looking at each other. And I just told him, I said, wow, that's a legit experience. And I told him to hold on to that because God's showing that to him for a reason, for a purpose. And I'm telling you, I know that there's many of you out there that have had the same type of witness, the same type of experience. So let's, let's touch on this one scripture before we, uh, before we close this podcast out. And that one scripture is this. I'm going to be honest with you. I believe what people are seeing, experiencing, are a form of spirit beings. Now, I have to qualify that, obviously, because you're going to say, okay, well, what about this shiny little object and this light, this light that's up in the sky and it's zinging all over the place and all of this? Well, how do you explain that? What is, what is that, right? And what, what am I seeing? Is that an angel? Am I seeing, you know, what are people seeing up there as lights? I think this is amazing because what people are seeing, especially at nighttime, are lights, specifically lights. But even in the day, people are looking at these things, and it's, and it's a bright light. It's some type of shiny, bright type of, of object. So first of all, we need to establish that there is a spiritual realm. So really, there are only two realms. You have this natural, physical realm, and you have a spirit realm and both of these realms are just as real as the other. In fact, I would go on to say that the spiritual realm is actually, if you, if you want to say it this way, more real than this natural physical realm that we're living in right here, just me and you. And I think it's funny if you ever come to a place where you realize that this body that we're, that we're working and operating in, like if I just move my head around like this, there's an actual <laughs> organic mass that's in, in, in a, a skull and a bone container that's sloshing around in liquid up there that is thinking and processing. Even me talking to you right now and my hand movements and my blinking and my voice and my modulation and my breathing and <laughs> every part of me, my heart pumping and all the blood going through all of the, the vessels in my body. What's interesting is what I'm saying is, is this thing is a really, really high-tech, amazing suit or organic mechanism that our spirit is actually inserted into. So if my spirit was to leave this amazing organic machine, it falls to the ground dead because the life is in the spirit. And be that as it may then, 
that means the spirit is actually more of a reality than this physical world that we're living in right now. And so I've heard this many, many times from, uh, from Hebrew rabbis, from people, uh, ancient guys way back that did so much study and, and, and commentary in the Mishle and the Kumash and Torah. And they believe that the spiritual realm is actually an exact replica of what we're living in right now, just sped up. You know, I, I can't do the ratio, but like a, a million times faster than what we are able to see and exist in as physical, natural creations. Um, the idea is, is that as time is sped up, the faster that you can go. So if I set you out there in the middle of the universe and I gave you a little rocket and it strapped it onto your back, and you took off just as fast as this thing could go, and with no gravity and no resistance, the faster you would go, the slower time, physical time as we measure it on the earth, the slower time would go by. So let's put it this way. You could be flying around and have gone all over the universe at light speed, and when you got back to the earth and slowed back down to earth time, you would have been gone maybe a thousand years, maybe 10,000 years. Because the faster that you go, the more time doesn't exist. So what these uh, Hebrew rabbis believe is the spirit realm is somewhere on the other side of the speed of light. And what's amazing about that is the speed of light is one barrier, one limitation, one boundary that we can't go beyond. Isn't that interesting? We can go beyond the speed of sound. We've broken the sound barrier. Do it often in airplanes and jets and so on. And we can see that with explosions. Um, the asteroid, actually, that came down in 2013, and you saw the sound wave that came off of that thing and blew out all the windows of the city and all of that. If you think about the, uh, that great explosion in Lebanon uh, all those years ago, you could see physically with your eyes the sound wave, the sonic boom that came out from that explosion. <laughs> and it busted windows and blew people across the room <laughs> and so forth. You can see how fast that was going and that there was an actual natural effect um, that was affected when that sp the speed of those particles went beyond even what we can hear. Um, that's what the speed of light is about. If you can go beyond that, I mean, you're, you're moving at such an extraordinary speed that if you decided to take a right turn in the natural senses, if you saw something going even faster than the speed of sound and it just decided to take a right turn, it would look to us like it was going straight and then just, boom, took a right turn and spun on a dime. And it's something that the machinery and equipment today that we have, the technology we have today, just cannot do. <laughs> do you see where I'm going with this? So what I believe what we're looking at and what people are seeing is actual spiritual realities. I think we're actually seeing what people are seeing are spiritual beings that are slowing themselves down so that they can be seen and experienced 
without a direct interaction. What I believe is happening is the lights, and we and there's people that go and they'll look. Let's just say uh, out in the uh, out in the deserts of Arizona, New Mexico, and they're standing here and they see this phenomenon, a light, and it just goes up, and then it goes down, and then it goes to the left, and then it goes to the right, and then it does a little circley circle thing. What is it doing? It's just sitting there, entertaining and fascinating you while it's just doing very basic things without an actual interaction with you. I hope you stick with me through these podcasts as I continue to qualify what I'm saying here with Scripture and with actual real accounts from people that these aren't extraterrestrial, though they are extraterrestrial, (laughs) because they're not of this earth, of this planet. They are spiritual realities that people are actually experiencing and being a part of. Oh, my goodness. So listen, come back for this next podcast. I can't wait to get over into this, and we're going to pull these scriptures out that I didn't make it to on this podcast, and we're going to look again at what in the world are people seeing. And we're going to qualify this, and I'm glad that you joined me for this series of podcasts. I actually believe that this is going to be one of the most important series of podcasts that I may have done on this because it deals with where we are right now and the things that are coming up. Um, I have got a whole list of things to do podcasts on, but this is of the highest priority because we've got to see what the message is. What's the message that's coming out across the world, and, and who is it going to affect, and what are they trying to get us to believe? No, it's not conspiracy. It's manipulation. And we need to be aware of all of these things because you and I have got to be ready for one of the most amazing supernatural events that is soon to come, and that is the catching away of the church, and I'm so excited for it. Thank you for joining me for this podcast, and like we always say, be awake, be aware, and be ready. We'll see you next time. 